You're listening to Key Conversations for Leaders. This is episode number four. One of the most powerful tools on the planet is the ability to share our ideas through a conversation. It's these ideas that can bring us together to collaborate and to achieve our potential. That's what this show is about. Better conversations for better leaders. Hey everyone, and welcome to Key Conversations for Leaders. I'm John Ryan, and in today's episode, we're talking about finding your compass. So we're going to be looking at the tools of mission statements, vision statements, and values. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what are they, what's a mission statement, what's the difference between that and a vision statement, and where do core values come into play? Are they important? What do they really do for us? How do you bring that into your culture And how do you use them on a daily basis? And then in the end, how do you create your own so you can use that to guide you and the decisions you make in the short term and the long term? So in just a moment, we're going to talk about mission, vision, and values. But first, I want to talk about why this is so important. And I want to begin by sharing with you that missions, visions, and values are not real. But that doesn't mean that they're not useful. So yes, I know that companies have mission statements. I know they have value statements and core values. I know they exist, but they're not real. They're just ideas. They don't exist in reality. They only exist in our minds. What makes them powerful though and useful is that they exist in our minds, not just my mind, our collective minds. They're a shared reality, and that's why they're so powerful. In fact, there's an amazing book that touches on the importance of ideas, and it's a book called Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. I hope I'm saying his name right. And it's a huge book. It's a large book, and the the Audible was much easier to get through, so I hope you enjoy that. If you haven't already checked that out, highly recommend that read. And what it's about is the history of humanity. And in it, he talks about one of the most important things that separate us from other species is our ability to communicate complex ideas. He says monkeys and elephants can communicate, dogs can communicate, but they can't communicate complex ideas to the extent that we do. But as a species, we rally behind concepts. We rally behind ideas. Think about it. Our religion, our country, our state that we live in, our community, our rules of law, The company that we work for itself is just an idea. Now, you might say, no, the company is real. But what is the company? Is it the building? No, it's not the building. Is it the equipment? No. Is it the desks? The computers? No. Then you might say, oh, the company is the people. Not really. If you think about it, the people of an organization change all the time. People are coming and going but the company still exists. And the reason that ideas like that persist, that companies can persist and exist beyond the individual is because the company is the idea. It's simply an idea. The company itself is an idea that's encompassed by the mission statement, the vision statement, and its core values. Those three things, the mission, vision, and values They're the DNA of the organization, or at least they should be the DNA of the company. 
In the human body, the DNA is the blueprint from which everything is created. In the same way, everything we do as a company should come from our mission, vision, and values. Because if they're not, if they're not coming from the mission, vision, and values, that starts to weaken the foundation of who we are as an organization, and things start to fall apart. Now, before we get into it, we might want to ask the question, do mission statements really work? Do they really do anything? Do corporate values and vision statements And you might say to yourself, aren't there companies that say that they're going to treat their employees and the environment respectfully? And we find out later on that they had a culture of harassment or that they've been dumping chemicals into the ocean. Well, of course there are. Are there going to be examples on both ends of the spectrum? Absolutely. But one thing to think about is where would these organizations be without that mission statement or those core values? How bad would it be if there was nothing in place to guide them. Probably Lord of the Flies, perhaps. The other thing to think about is that the mission, the vision, and the values, they really don't mean anything unless you make them mean something. They don't mean anything on their own. They can actually be very meaningful or they can be meaningless. And it really depends on the company and the individual you're speaking to. Some people, for example, love celebrating birthdays. To others, it's just another day. It's not the day that makes it special. It's not the day that makes it meaningful. It's the meaning that we create as individuals and as an organization. Same thing with these tools of the mission, vision, and values. They can absolutely be creating a mission statement, vision statement, and value statement could absolutely be a pointless exercise. Or it could be the cornerstone of everything that you do. So my goal in having this discussion with you today, my vision, if you will, is to share with you the importance of using mission statements, vision statements, and the core values of an organization, of a team, and as an individual, use them as a tool to create focus, to create direction, and to help us get to the destination in the way that we really want. So the first thing I want to talk about is taking a step back and really thinking about what is the goal of a company? Well, from a legal business kind of textbook perspective, the goal of any company is to maximize shareholder value. Now, if you're recruiting people and you're saying, come work with us because our mission is to maximize shareholder value, that's not very exciting. That's actually not going to get them rallied, you know, and want to come aboard, you know, as exciting members of the team. Instead, we want to talk about it in a different way. Because if you really think about it, a company is an organism. A company is an organism, and the purpose of any organism is to survive. Now, how does it survive? This actually relates to the intention of a company. How it survives is by providing value. Who do they provide value to? Well, of course, like we said a moment ago, they provide value to the shareholders. They want to get a return on their investment. They also have to provide value to employees, and they do in the form of you know paychecks, benefits, fulfillment, feeling challenge, growth, social experiences, social connection, acknowledgement, feeling valued. And also they provide value to the customers. Without customers, they can't do any of the other things. However, 
providing this value to the shareholders, the employees, and also the consumers, not to mention stakeholders and others. And we must provide this value within the social, ethical, legal, and economic constraints that exist in the environment that we're actually in. So for example, if we break the law, then we get fined, and that doesn't necessarily maximize shareholder value. If you want to maximize shareholder value at the expense of employees, well, the problem is you'll have a high turnover rate and the cost of talent acquisition and retention will actually go up, which won't maximize shareholder value. If you have cheap products and you sell those to your consumers, well, they won't be repeat customers. So there's this awesome interchange between responsibility and value. And we make these decisions all the time about maximizing short-term gains versus long-term gains. And that's kind of what these tools do. The mission, vision, and values are the collective idea of what is our direction? Where do we want to go as our goal? And how are we going to get there? So they help us to make decisions along the way to optimize the interchange between shareholders, employees, customers, etc. within the constraints in the environment. I know this sounds a little bit heady, and I promise we're going to get a little bit more detailed in just a minute. So let's go ahead and jump in and do that by talking about what is the difference between a mission and a vision statement. And then we'll get into our discussion on core values as well. So a mission statement, and I think if you talk to different people, of course you're going to get different answers, but I want to keep it really, really simple. A mission statement is simply the direction that you want to go as an organization. One of the characteristics of a mission statement is that you're never done fulfilling the mission. So it's a direction, not a destination. A vision statement, on the other hand, is more of a destination. The vision statement is where you want to go as a benchmark to indicate that you're making progress in the direction that you set with the mission. And of course, the values, the core values of an organization or of an individual, it, it's really what's important to you and it's how you're going to get there. So let's go ahead and give you some examples and then we'll break some of these down. So mission statements, and I pulled these from a variety of sources and you can certainly Google other examples out there if you like. But let's start by looking at one of my personal favorites, which is TED, of course, of TED Talks. I mean, everybody loves TED Talks, right? Well, if you look at their website, their mission statement is really simple. And I love this one, spread ideas. And that's what they have to my recollection on every video that they put out there. It's such a simple, beautiful, straightforward concept that you immediately get it. That's their mission. Now, the cool thing about TED, spread ideas, is that they're never done. There's always more ideas to spread that's why it qualifies as a mission statement. So Ford, and some of these, you know, they may have changed since I last looked, but if you have a different one that you want to share, certainly feel free to email me, john at keyconvo.com. I'd love to hear of a mission statement you think would be good to include in our next discussion on mission statements when that occurs. So for Ford, to make people's lives better by making mobility accessible and affordable. So the mission statement for Ford my knowledge right now is to make people's lives better by making mobility accessible and affordable. It's never done. You can always make people's lives better. And the way they're doing it is through accessible and affordable mobility. 
cars, vehicles. Let's look at Etsy. Etsy is a real simple one as well. Keep commerce human. So it's all about the personal touch and creating things and providing value to customers as well. Tesla's mission is to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy. So what I love about all of these is that they they really indicate a direction, but again, you're never done. You're always going forward in that path without ever achieving it, which is where, how do you know you're making progress? That's what vision statements are about. So for a vision statement, let's look at Microsoft, for example, and this was back in the beginning, back in, you know, 80s. Think about Microsoft's original vision statement. I'm not sure if this is the original one, but the one that's probably the most popular out there is they had the vision of a computer on every desk and in every home. That's a vision statement. That's measurable. That's a benchmark on the path to fulfilling their mission. A computer on every desk and every home. Was it big? Absolutely. Did they succeed? Absolutely. They did a great job at that as well. Tesla's vision is to create the most compelling car company of the 21st century by driving the world's transition to electric vehicles. So it's much more tangible. The vision statement, again, is the destination, and it's much more tangible. You can put metrics around it, and you can judge how well you're getting closer to that or not. So now that we have a basic understanding of mission and vision, let's bring in the concept of core values. And these really core values are the things that are most important to us as an organization. It's about the culture. It's about the behaviors and the decisions that we make. So as an analogy, if you're traveling somewhere, the values of that traveling experience are about how you're going to get there. Not the means necessarily, but how you're going to get there. So while you're starting to get ready and making preparations to go on that trip, you need to think about what are the criteria that you're using to decide how to get there? Is it important for you to get there as quick as possible? If so, then one of your criteria or core values for this traveling experience is fast. If you really just want to see the country, then you want to take the scenic route. Maybe it's enjoyment of the visual experience. Maybe you want to do it in style. Maybe you want to get chauffeured or maybe you want to take a private jet and maybe that's part of the value system. Or maybe you just want to be comfortable. All of those are examples of core values that, that could be brought into a decision about how you get from point A to point B. These characteristics will drive the decisions that you make in fulfilling your vision and the mission. So to identify your core values as an organization, we need to think about what's important to you as a company. While we're making our trip to this destination, aka a vision, or on this path to our direction, aka the mission, how do we want to get there? What do we stand for? What are the characteristics that we embody? How do we want to behave? And we're, let's go ahead and look at one more example, and then we'll put all of these together. And this one is really clear in delineating a mission, vision, and values, and I think you might appreciate it. So this is the Alzheimer's Association. Their mission, according to the website, is to eliminate Alzheimer's disease through advancement of research 
to provide and enhance care and support for all affected, and to reduce the risk of dementia through the promotion of brain health. So that's their mission, clearly a direction. Their vision, so simple, is a world without Alzheimer's disease. Boom, done. Their corporate values are integrity, accountability, commitment to excellence, inclusiveness, diversity, and consumer focus. So let's go break down their mission again. So to eliminate Alzheimer's disease through the advancement of research, to provide enhanced care and support for all affected, and to reduce the risk of dementia through the promotion of brain health. So basically, they're clarifying, what do we do? Well, we do advance, we advance research. What else do we do? We provide care and support for all affected, which obviously is the people who are also caring for other people who have Alzheimer's and or dementia. And they reduce risks of dementia by promoting brain health. What's their goal? They want a world without Alzheimer's. What's important to you when you do it? Integrity, accountability, commitment to excellence, inclusiveness, diversity, and a consumer focus. So that's it. This is the idea. Thinking back to our discussion about one of the things that makes us really powerful as a species is rallying around idea. The mission is the idea of where we want to go, like the direction we want to go. The vision is what it's going to look like while we're achieving that mission. And the core values are how we're going to do it. What are the characteristics that are going to embody everything that we do, everything that we decide, all the things that we create that really are a reflection of us. That's what the core values are about. So now we know about the mission, vision, and values. Then you got to say, okay, cool. I like knowing that that's helpful for me, helpful for the companies that I'm investing in, helpful for the companies that I'm running. But now what? What do you do it? Well, now that you can see the vision, now you have the direction, destination, and who you're going to be on the way, what do we do with it? Well, let's take a look at a couple things we can do with our mission, vision, and values. Number one, communicate it. Communicate the mission, the vision, and the values. How do we do that? Well, you're going to do it every chance you possibly can. So earlier rather than later. So as people are onboarding, if you don't already have this process in place, make sure they're educated on the values, on the vision, and on the mission. So start them from day one to have them join in or indoctrinated into the culture that you have. In meetings, bring the concepts up. If something comes up and it doesn't seem in alignment with the mission, the vision, or the values, call that out and say, help me understand. Connect the dots for me. How does this relate to what we're trying to achieve as an organization? In some cases, you may even want your mission statement displayed in, in the office or in the factories or in the retail environment, wherever it is that you want it to be available as a reminder for the stakeholders, stockholders, and the employees and the customers. I always have envisioned when I first heard about Ford's mission statement back in the day, their, their mission statement back in the 80s was, and you may remember this, quality is job one. I always envisioned that they had posters and signage everywhere in their plants that would be posted everywhere around where people can see it. Because once you have that, once you have that mission and you communicate it consistently and effectively throughout your meetings, your onboarding and, and conversations, then you are reminding people to use it. 
How do they use it? This is the second thing you can do with mission, vision, and values. So first one is communicate. Number two is use it. Use it in strategic planning. Use it in decision-making and ideally bring it into your communication as well. Remember that your mission, your vision, and your values are the DNA of the company. If the DNA is an organism, then everything that it does going forward has to be an extension of those things. If not, we're getting further and further off brand. We're getting further and further off mission. And that's obviously not what we want to do. The third thing that we can do with mission, vision, and values is to bring this up in the culture to reinforce people who are actually living examples of the mission, the vision, the values, and to inspire others to do the same. So at corporate meetings, company-wide meetings, highlight stories like this potentially in annual reports. On team meetings, bring up examples of people who have gone above and beyond in terms of fulfilling the mission, vision, and the values. Furthermore, you can also even get more specific with it, not just in a group format, but also bring it into your individual one-on-one meetings, whether it's your weekly or monthly checkup, quarterly check-in, or your annual review. Ask the person you're talking to, hey, how is it going in terms of fulfilling our mission? What are some things that you have been doing that have been on mission? What are some things you would like to do to help us get further down the field? Satya Nadella, after taking the helm of Microsoft, brought the idea of growth mindset into part of the culture. And growth and flexibility has become a huge part of their core values. And if you haven't heard the idea of growth mindset, it's actually based on the book Mindset from Carol Dweck out of Stanford University, Dr. Carol Dweck. And he didn't just talk about growth mindset. He didn't just say it's important. He made it a part of the culture. How he did that, in part, was he required it as reading for upper-level managers, and everyone had to have a growth plan. How are they taking the ideas presented in this book and applying it into the organization? As you may well know, as a result of that shift, he was able to turn around Microsoft in a very short period of time and create a lot of success and a lot of value out there in the marketplace. So that was a shift in values. And when that shift occurred, the entire organization began to change from the inside. In other words, he began to change the DNA. You change the DNA and you change everything. So now that we know the difference between mission, vision, and values and why they're important and how they can help us to rally behind the idea to create collaboration, and we also know how to use them, Let's talk about how to create them. How do you create your own mission, vision, and values? Now, if you work with a a large organization, most likely you already have one. And even if you're not involved in that mission setting meeting, you can still have one for your team. So what you do to make this happen is you bring your team together, of course. This is a great team building opportunity. And you just go through the process of identifying What are your team's values, mission, and vision? And I typically recommend to start with the values first because the values drive the mission. Think about that for a moment. The values drive the mission. So begin by thinking about, hey, what's important to us as a team? 
get that list, and then use that to create the mission and the vision. And then relate that to the company. How does our mission, our vision, and our values relate to the company? And if it's not aligned, then we obviously have to correct that because that's the purpose of the team is to fulfill the company mission and vision and the corporate values. So how do they relate? Are they coinciding? Are they overlapping? And if not, we're going to course correct along the way. Typically, the company's mission, vision, and values as a whole is created at the top in a boardroom or on a retreat somewhere. And so what you want to do is have your team create your own. Bring them together. They can learn about each other and literally come together as they create that common vision. When you do it like this, this also creates more buy-in. It's much more compelling for the team to create their own values, mission, and vision rather than them walking in on Monday and you pass out a memo or a text saying, hey guys, here's what's important to us. The other way to use and really to create a mission, vision, and values is to do it for yourself. So I want you to think about this for a moment. Do you have a mission? Do you have a vision? Do you know your values? If not, today's a great day to start. Why not? And here's the reality. If you don't know your mission, if you don't know where you want to be in the future, and if you don't know your values, what's important to you, how do you make a decision about taking a new position, taking on a new project? How do you make a decision whether or not you want to stay at your current company or work with another one? We have to know what's important to us in order to make decisions. So now is a great time to get started with that. So let's talk a little bit about how to do this. And some of this was discussed last week in episode number three, creating certainty in an uncertain world. And how you begin is, as I said a little bit ago, start by identifying your values. If you want to jump into your mission and vision, you can do that. But what you're really doing is kind of putting the cart before the horse. Instead, I highly recommend start with your values first, because they're the elements that are most important to you that you then use to create your mission and vision. They really come from your values. So how do we do that? Well, if you're doing it for yourself, you just ask yourself, hey, what's important to me in my career? And then you brainstorm, you create a list, and you brainstorm again, and continue that list until you have nothing left in your mind. You feel like, yep, this is all the things that are important to me in my career. Then go through and prioritize it. Same thing you do with your team. So as a group, though, get together, have a whiteboard, what's important to us as a team, and write down all the characteristics, get the full list, then prioritize it. Once you have that list and it's all prioritized, then you're going to really look at the top five. The top five values are the most important ones, and then begin to craft your mission, either for you or help facilitate this for the team, by simply asking what is our mission or what is my mission? What is it that we do? How do we help people? And here are a couple tips to kind of help you get the most out of your mission statement. The first thing to keep in mind is to simplify it. And this one uh, little idea comes from Keith Cunningham. I don't know if you know Keith Cunningham's work. He was the rich dad and Robert Kiyosaki's rich dad, poor dad. And His phrase that he loves, I love his catchphrase, which is to put it on a bumper sticker. He said, let me put it on a bumper sticker for you. 
and it's all about simplifying. And usually he does a great job of distilling that wisdom into a bumper sticker-like phrase. So simplify it, simplify it, simplify it. Try not to be repetitive. Don't say the same thing multiple times. Be very clean in how you communicate it. Be specific. And at the same time, be inspiring and be motivational. This is the idea that when people join the team, when they join the company, or when you're deciding something for you in your career, this is the idea that's going to help them make the decision. What are we signing onto this team for? What do they represent? What are they about? What is this company about? What will this position do in relation to your mission? So it, it's critical. Think about it from Ford's perspective back in the day. If quality is job number one, are we reflecting that here with this behavior and with this decision? So in other words, it becomes a filter. It becomes a check in place to make sure that we're doing things in accordance with our values. Then let's look at the, the vision statement. So we have the values, we have the mission, then we're going to get more specific, even more specific than we were in the mission statement, because the mission statement is that unending direction, the path upon which we just keep on going, because that's what we do. The vision statement is more specific. What's the target? What's the outcome? Where do you want to be in the future? Now, the future is a pretty broad planning horizon. So are we thinking 10 years, five years? one year, three months. That depends. The planning horizon that you use, of course, is going to depend on the company that you work with. So if you're working with a large tech firm, then you might be looking out multiple decades. If you're in a smaller firm, probably going to have a little bit more shorter term visions that you're focusing on creating. It also depends on the current environment. Thinking about where we are right now in the current coronavirus pandemic, for many companies, especially the smaller ones out there, the term might have shifted now. It might have shifted to six months or less. Think about SpaceX. SpaceX on their website says that part of their mission is to enable people to live on other planets. That's part of the mission, but that is a long term. If their mission, if their vision is to be able to live on Mars, well, that's still a pretty long-term vision compared to what other organizations are probably going to do. Most companies are more short-term. In fact, one way to think about it is imagine you were back in the old days sailing across the ocean. You're sailing a boat, and your job is you're an explorer. So that's your mission. Your mission is to explore new worlds. And you're used to navigating by the North Star because you can always see the North Star. But the problem is, it's been cloudy lately. You're in a cloudy night and you can't see the North Star. Well, what do we do? We don't just turn back and go home. We have to find other landmarks. We have to adjust. We have to set our sights on more short-term bearings to make sure we're still making progress. When that star appears again, awesome. We can expand our perspective. But until then, we're gonna focus on more shorter-term objectives. I hope you're beginning to understand really the power of establishing a mission and creating a vision statement and getting clear on your corporate values because, again, not only are they the DNA of everything that we do, they're our compass. And our compass helps us to find our way. Our compass helps us to get clear on the path we need to take 
even when the path is not easy to see. Well, where we are right now in our society, it is not a clear path. It is not easy to see. And we can't see that far in our future because the world around us is changing so rapidly. Will tomorrow exist? Yes. Tomorrow's going to be there. Where we're going to be when we get there is up to us. So this is a great time to take inventory of at least, if not on a corporate level, on a personal level, where are you right now? What's important to you right now in your life, in your business? Where do you want to go? What's the direction you want to be going in for the foreseeable future? Next six months, year, five years, beyond. And then get clear on what are the benchmarks I'm going to use along the way to help me make sure that I'm making progress. Because once you create that, that vision of where you want to go, that's how you rally people around it. Going back to the beginning discussion that we had, I know that the mission, vision, and values, they're not real. They're not real in the sense that you can touch your cell phone or touch your laptop or touch the desk or the car that you're in right now. They're not real in a tangible sense, but they are real in their effect. If you want to rally the troops, if you want to rally the team and change your organization for the better, get them rallied around an idea. That idea that you can use, of course, is your mission, your vision, and your values. So I hope you found some value in our discussion today on mission, vision, and values. And thanks for listening. Until next time, develop yourself, empower others, and lead by example. Thanks for listening to Key Conversations for Leaders with your host, John Ryan. And I'd love to hear from you. If you have a specific problem or topic that you'd like addressed on the show, send an email to john at keyconvo.com and we'll do our best to bring it into the conversation.